The House Armed Services subcommittees released their recommendations for the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. The suggestions put a big emphasis on technology, and they also give 18,000 service members working in the medical field hope that they'll be able to keep their jobs. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins me with more. And Scott, just to frame this up a little bit, the Appropriations Committee has come up with a top-line number for DOD ahead of all of the Armed Services Committee work, which is slightly unusual. Is that good way to put it? Yeah, a, li- a little unusual. We have uh, Things are a little out of order this year, and so the Senate Armed Services Committee has their NDAA finished, and that is uh, authorizing $750 billion. There's also the House Appropriations Bill, which is uh, – suggesting or, or their their budget itself has $733 billion, and that's the, where the real money comes in. And so at this point, we're still waiting for the Senate appropriators and a top line from the House Armed Services Committees. Got it. So these subcommittees of the Armed Services Committees are making the pieces of what will eventually be an NDAA from the House Armed Services Committee. Right. And and these these small pieces, they don't get into a lot of the really big issues when it comes to like huge organizational things that affect the whole DOD. But it's just small jurisdictional type things. But they do add up to really big issues. You know, as you, you said in your lead today, uh, there's some serious things, 18,000 medical billets that are on the line here within the, uh, the some of the subcommittees. Yeah, 18,000 medical billets. Give us the background on that. Why did that make it into their deliberations? Sure. Well, the Defense Department is changing the way that it's uh, it's fighting. It's changing its strategy and its threat landscape. And in the past, it's been in Afghanistan and Iraq, and it is now looking toward China and Russia. And it's saying, well, we're not going to be necessarily in these operational areas as much as we used to be. We don't need these military units. Now, this report comes from a classified report that uh, was two years late, and we still haven't seen exactly what is, what's in it. So the exact uh, reasoning behind why they want to get rid of 18,000 military um, uh, medical billets is not uh, completely clear at this point. But the whole point is that they want to take those 18,000 billets and make them into lethal fighting forces and sort of realign them. So it's not like the end strength is going to change. It's just that the the realignment is going to change and where these billets are going. Uh, but someone who is in a medical billet now would not be the same individual then who would be converted to a frontline correct fighter. So therefore, 18,000 people would be gone, replaced by different people, even though the, na- the same net number Right, right. And and the way that DOD is sort of justifying this is that they were hoping that civilians would take over this position and over the next, you know, four or five years. But if you look at the 2020 defense budget, there's no increase at this point. So, um, you know, I don't know when they're supposed to be doing this. You know, maybe they're planning it for later on. But at this point in 2020, they're not uh, putting money into more civilians in the medical billets. But the committee then is changing that decision and leaving the medical billets, what what's their reasoning? Right. Well, they're afraid that they're cutting a little too soon. You know, we're not pulling completely out of Afghanistan and Iraq all the way yet. You know, obviously there have been some some uh, attempts, right? But, uh, you know, we're putting more troops in right now. And uh, so they're, they're afraid of that issue. There's also the issue of MTFs. They're these local medical treatment facilities. And they're afraid that these treatment facilities are not going to, they're completely military run. They're not going to have the uh, number of uh, staff that they'll need to run them. Uh, they might not have the enough staff for the amount of demand in certain areas. You know, if you're in Montana and you only have three doctors and you have 7,000 people, that that's not enough. So uh, they want an analysis 
from DOD before they actually uh, get, get the go-ahead for these 18,000. Yeah, that was my question. There must be metrics on how many medical staff you need per certain number of troops. I guess there's a minimum number you need, even if there's only one troop. You need a doctor and a nurse or something or an anesthetist. But if you have 5,000 troops or 10,000 troops or 20,000 troops, that's the kind of analysis Congress wants. How many medical personnel do you need per division or per whatever? And and you also get into into smaller things like uh, specialists. You know, how many cardiologists do you need in a West Coast region or, or something like that? And there, there is one other caveat to this that I want to uh, bring up, and that is that the military has already started leaving vacancies in these billets. So there's about 2,000 people who have left their billets, you know, gone on to retire, things like that. And those areas they have not uh, added more people into because they were expecting to, to decrease these billets. So uh, there are 2,000 that are currently vacant. So, um, you know, th- that's an issue that DOD is going to have to deal with if this bill passes. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni, and let's move on to some of the technological issues another part of the subcommittees have looked at. What are they thinking about? Right. Well, if you remember last year, the Defense Department came out with a new cyber strategy, and that cyber strategy was a little more forward-leaning, but I'm putting, having my hands in air quotes right now, and that, that kind of translates into a little more aggressive, right? Uh, it's what they're calling defend forward, so it's a little more offensive, uh, maybe some more... Um, delegations down to the Defense Department instead of having the White House sign off on certain uh, uh, operations within the cyber realm. Uh, the Congress was a little weary of this when it first came out. They were worried that they wouldn't be notified of, of all the operations that were going on, that the Defense Department and the White House itself might be able to overreach some of its bounds and leave some of congr- the congressional oversight um, off the table, off the books. So this bill adds a little bit more of these congressionally mandated reports, uh, what they want from from the Defense Department in, in terms of any time the White House uh, delegates something down to the Defense Department, a new authority when, when it comes to cyber, they want to know about it. Um, another thing is uh, when certain uh, a certain amounts of cyber activity happens, they also want to know about it. Uh, just ways to kind of keep their eye on, on the cyber world, especially now that it's changing and becoming a hotter domain when it comes to warfare. Yeah, that whole cyber area has been kind of a difficult issue for the DOD to get its arms around. They've got the cyber force, almost like space. They're trying to emphasize cyber and space, which brings up the question, space. There's supposed to be a space force coming, maybe, maybe not. I don't think everyone's all agreed on that. Do we know what these subcommittees and eventually the entire Armed Services Committee what they have planned for space next year yet? Right. Well, when it comes to the Senate Armed Services Committee, we already know that they've created a Space Force, and it's supposed to be a little bit of a, a Space Force light compared to what the, the White House asked for in the sense that uh, they don't want to add any more headquarters staff and they're kind of moving things around. How that's exactly going to work is still a little dubious considering uh, it's going to cost money to do those things, and you might need a few extra financiers or, excuse me, budgeteers or something like that to, to get that going and personnel. Uh, the House Armed Services subcommittees have not weighed in on this. I think they're they're waiting for the chairman to kind of do this since it's a bigger issue. But you do have to remember that uh, Representative Cooper, who's in charge of the uh, subcommittee that uh, looks over these these kind of issues, is one of the masterminds behind the whole Space Force when it first kind of came to as an idea and almost surprised people a lot in the 2015-2016 range. Uh, also, the ranking member is of Strategic Forces Subcommittee is uh, um, 
Representative Jones, who also uh, was bipartisanly part of that Space Force. So uh, it's going to be a big sort of decision between them. So there's going to be some kind of a Space Force one way or the other. Well, we don't necessarily know that. Uh, We think maybe on the House side they're going to say, uh, you know, why don't you spend more time thinking about this? That's what the House appropriators did. They gave a bunch of a couple million dollars to the Defense Department to look more into this. But they still want to build this uh, these other infrastructure, the the Space Command and the uh, acquisition side of things and the research side of things, because that's an area that everyone can agree that the Defense Department needs to coalesce more on space. And what about on-base military housing? That's been kind of a scandal now that they seem to be getting around. Do the subcommittees address that? Right. They did. And, and if you remember uh, just a little bit of background, these houses – uh, had, were privatized by the military, and they have mold, mice, rats, uh, lead paint. There were almost 1,100 children who had high levels of lead in their, their blood. And by the way, if they have lead paint, that means that these apartments had to have been built many, many years ago. Right, back in the because 70s or before. I don't think lead paint has been legal for residential use in the United States for at least 40, 50 years. Exactly. And uh, so, so it's, a, it's a pretty big issue, and, and a lot of the residents feel like they didn't get their concerns heard. So uh, one of the things that both the the subcommittee that is recommending on the House side and also the Senate Armed Services Committee has put into their bill is a tenant bill of rights. That bill of rights will let uh, residents know about the history of that house, uh, it gives them better ways to adjudicate and to uh, ask for remediation. Uh, it, it gives them a lot more power than they already have. It uh, Also, this bill, or the recommendation for this bill, uh, will get rid of non-disclosure agreements when you sign a lease, uh, something that a lot of people were outraged about when these military service members signed their lease with these private companies. They already said they they had to you know, sign a non-disclosure agreement and say we're not going to talk about anything that we see in here. So something that uh, the service members will be happy about. And now this whole thing has to gel into one House version of the NDAA. Quickly, what's the timeline on that? Right. Well, next week we're going to see the the House chairman's mark, which will have these big issues that I was talking about. The markups will be all through this week, and they'll be finishing that up. And then they'll have one large markup next week, and then we'll have a final bill. Federal News Network, Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online.